Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Yo! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ArtyScreening.com podcast. I am your host, ArtyScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is beekeeper extraordinaire, <laughs> Shade Letters. Oh, I was going to call you the beekeeper general. Yeah, like we're all talking, we're talking bees. We've been more excited show, in the so last weird. 30 seconds talking about bees <laughs> than we are about movies in the last couple months. So. Yeah, uh, and actually what we're going to do, so this week, obviously, Fantastic Beasts and yeah. Where to Find Them and Arrival, and, you know, we didn't uh, do the show last week. Right. Uh, and I wish we did because uh, I wanted to jump onto the show right after arrival. Right. Uh, whether you like it or don't like it, it it's worth talking about. It's a, it's a movie that everyone who yeah. leaves, I have to imagine, uh, everyone who leaves is talking about that for a while. Right. And finding finding new people to talk about it with, and yeah. you know, texting everyone, did you see this? Because right. even if you didn't like it, you're still going to do the exact same thing you're yeah. still gonna want to talk to people about it yes yeah. it's that kind of movie so we've got uh, those two movies we've got to cover and i was uh i you know we we keep getting uh requests to do this Uh-oh. so i'm going to keep doing it but this is going to be the last time we do it this year because there will be no point anymore but we're going to run through stuff that's uh, oh, coming up right we, and yeah. and we're going to have to do it fast right because there's too many Right. Right. So uh, we will jump right into that. But um, Fantastic Beasts is uh, doing very well. Yeah. Uh, maybe not as well as people might have hoped. Right. But right. You, you would have expected a bit bigger of a weekend out of it, especially this t- time of year. I mean, this is, you know, Harry Potter time. Well, and it's, <laughs> so, and it's the Harry Potter crew. I mean, it's not the cast, but it's. J.K. Rowling writing, and it's right, David and it's, Heyman it, directing. David Yates. Uh, Yates, excuse me, David Yates directing. Right. And that's been pretty solid for the last several years. Right. Except this may be the movie that calls into question uh, how well that has actually worked. Uh, because I think well, people, uh, after seeing this movie, people are going to talk about that. I think there's one because, component missing, and we can, we'll get into be, that. But. Because is it uh, actually David Yates did anything worthwhile right or is it just that he was directing the next harry potter movie and everyone was obviously going to go to it and did it make any difference who the director was right right? um and now that you take harry potter himself out of the equation and we have a new story and people are maybe not so rabid about it because they aren't sure right you don't get the outliers anymore right you get everyone who is in line to buy the next book at midnight right. is going to this movie no matter what. But there are those, you know, other people who got sucked in enough yep. to to want to see the movies, but they're not really like the right. crazy diehard fans, right? Right. And this movie may 
end up making you wonder about some things uh, about whether or not J.K. Rowling can can really effectively do the straight to screenplay. Whether David Yates is really yeah is, it, it, is really the guy to take things the on. helmet right yeah anyway and yeah, uh, it's, it's doing okay and uh, Arrival is uh, it did pretty well yeah. for sure. Um, and really has a lot of people talking now that it's out, right? And it's yeah. it, it it's a weird one because you saw the trailers and everything. Right. And uh, if you go to the movies a lot, or if you, uh, you know, I don't know, see the TV spots all the time, you know, this is a movie that it was not hiding or anything. This is a movie right. that had a pretty good marketing budget, but it wasn't really a movie that everyone seemed to be going, Oh, I have to go see that right now. And, right. and uh, even though Amy Adams was in it and she's going to pull in some people, right. right. But still it wasn't a movie that everyone was, you know, really going crazy excited over right. until it came out. And now yeah. everyone is yeah. talking about it. So. And it didn't hurt that places like Rotten Tomatoes for the first week it was out, it had like a hundred. Right. Which right. Is, that's really rare. Like that all by itself would gather and garner interest in a way that whether the film was good or not didn't matter. Right. And after, you know, two or three days after the opening weekend, right. when it can start putting out those TV spots with uh, everyone saying they love it and, yeah. you know, focusing on stuff like Rotten Tomatoes and all the, right. all the positive reviews. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's taken off now. So even now after a, a couple not negative reviews, but you know, less positive, less perfect reviews have come out. I think it's still at it, it's it's still like really, it's really high, it's exceptionally yeah. high for something. And man, I think the last time I saw that was something like wasn't that like Edge of Tomorrow, where it was surprisingly up higher? Right, than, exactly. You know, anyway. and and Edge of Tomorrow did the exact same thing. It's like a goofy, weird sci-fi thing, dispensable looking kind of. So yeah. it's uh, you know, automatically the mainstream public does not pay as much attention to it no matter what matter, it, yeah. it is right. and then all of a sudden it comes out and people start giving it really good reviews then everyone says well wait what yeah. Well, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know so. because actually it's funny when you look at any kind of sci-fi movies even you know stuff like you've got passengers coming up yeah with big name people in it keeps looking good too and uh looks really good yeah. and and still, it's kind of, you know, people are not going, woohoo, past right, I have to right. go see the next Chris Pratt movie or, you yeah. know, whatever. And when that one comes out, it's going to be the same thing. But yeah. like, you know, anything like Edge of Tomorrow. And I think people yeah. just expect not only that, you know, just sci-fi is not solidly enough in right. the mainstream or whatever, uh, you know, despite all the comic book movies. But I think that people just kind of expect that the majority of critics – you know, start off with like, at best it's eight out of 10 because it's a sci-fi movie. So, so when critics start giving it really high scores, then they finally pay attention to it. And, and actually it's really interesting with these two movies because the people now going to Arrival has kind of hurt Fantastic Beasts a little bit because Arrival is still doing really really well right now. In the in the second week, it's you know yeah. it's holding up considering you know if a Harry Potter movie comes out, right. you expect to just be you do you <laughs> all alone in in last week's movies, right? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, before we just start babbling forever, we we're gonna uh, run through a bunch of stuff. 
just so that you can all take some notes and know exactly what you have to go see. And as I said, we're going to have to run through these really quickly because we're going to go through the end of the year because it's award season and we might as well let you know what, uh, what counts. I'm psyched. I can't wait. What's going to be coming up for award season. And uh, this year we have to do it, you know, even quicker than you might expect because uh, this year is a little strange with, uh, stuff coming out because there are not nearly as many movies this year that only exist as like a, a festival offering to qualify. Right. They're just all coming out at it's the just, end of the year. It's a blip. It's a blip it's freak, a, yeah. It, it's it really is a and, very different and kind of bonkers thing because <laughs> it, any normal year, every year for the last four or five years, for sure. Right. You've got, you know, probably a dozen movies that come out in January or February before right. they get any kind of real release, even yeah. even like a limited release. Right. They just don't come out for a couple months, but they get in at some festival just to make sure that they qualify. Right. And then they end up getting nominated for Best Picture or, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Right. But this year, it's like, uh, I think it's the 23rd. It's a couple days before Christmas. Yeah. And then like the 30th or, you know, whatever it is, it was like 10 movies come out those weeks. Like everything comes out. And it's just, it's kind of (laughs) a a bonker. And it's some things actually do come out right on Christmas too, because that's like a thing. You have to come out on, you have to come out on Christmas because, because we're just sad. Right. right. <laughs> because we we're, be we're just the saddest right. place on earth. Right. right? Because right. everything has to, you have nothing better to do with Christmas day. I like going to the movies on Christmas than, day. Then going to the movies. Uh, ah, it's just, it's I think if you're, sad. I think if you're somewhere, it's whether you've sad. got family with you or you've gone to see family, I think you might need a break sad. from family and a couple hours away is still good. Well, sure. The old break from the family. Sure. And, and I, you know, it's funny. Someone just asked me this the other day because they were talking about Christmas releases and they said, what's, you know, what's the one. And I always tell them the one thing I remember more than any other Christmas film Batman Mask of the Phantasm opened on Christmas Day. And I went and I thought, I'll just kill two hours to watch Batman. And that's a damn fine movie. Like, that's a surprisingly <laughs> good film. And I walked out going, Merry Christmas. That's my, that's my Christmas exactly. present. It was a whole new holiday for you. Yeah. 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 And then the tradition started. Okay. So we got to run through a bunch of these movies. Yeah. And uh, I'm not even going to bother with exactly when they come out. they're they're kind of i'm going to go through them kind of in the order that they come out but i'm not going to tell you like the exact date because you know it's not worth going through all that um so a couple of a couple of big things uh real quick manchester by the sea that's getting a lot of attention lots of people yeah lots of people loved that movie at festivals and everything so um that's a really big one and even though that that's another one that it's you know, it's getting some marketing push, especially right. now that people loved it, yep. but it's still almost in like a weird indie world where yeah. it doesn't have like a giant budget to right. push it, even though it wants people to be voting for it sure. for everything, because it's getting that kind of right. attention. Uh, Nocturnal Animals, it, which is already in limited. Mm-hmm. And I think next week comes out uh, wider comes. because why not have Amy Adams sure. in every, every theater, theater right? Doing <laughs> right. Everything. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be a really uh, interesting movie that I think is going to surprise a lot of people. And the promotion for it's weird because there's kind of a twist to the story. It's based yeah. on a really popular book. Right. 
and the trailers don't seem to want to mention no any, any, why, anything about that yeah. they want to just completely sucker you in yep. to what's happening so that'll be a movie when we're talking about is the trailer the movie you get right. i can already tell you no right because they don't right. they don't tell you what's really happening so it's really weird but that's jake gyllenhaal jake gyllenhaal amy adams that is going to be uh, a really yeah. fun crazy movie yeah. Um, also coming out, I think next week in at least limited is rules don't apply the Warren yeah. Beatty movie, which is kind of like a big production. It's really hard to tell where that's going to go yeah, because some of, some of this stuff looks really good. Yeah. Um, but this could turn into just some Warren Beatty, you know, passion project vanity kind right. of thing where he just wants to bring back old timey movies and stuff. Right, and right. it's like, he's Howard Hughes and it's just all, yeah. It, it could be a mess. It could be really cool, but it could, could be, be, it could be a mess. I don't know. Right. Uh, Mona comes out mm-hmm. uh, next week, next yeah. week, I think. Um, and then Allied, which is the uh, Brad Pitt marrying Cotillard. Yeah. And that movie looks really good and, and interesting, but I'll tell you, it's Robert Zemeckis and he has messed with me the last like decade. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure what to make out of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, he has had some things that I'm like, what? He's had some movies that I really did not jive with where, you know, 20 years ago, right. I, I would probably go Robert Zemeckis. Yay. Right. right. I mean, but right. he's had some weird movies and, and some movies like this, it almost seems like the more massively dramatic and serious he wants to be, the less I'm sure I'm going to like it going in because you know, whatever. Right. But anyway, uh, that's, that's a big movie and it's a, it's a really cool story. So if it does, you know, get come together, well, that should be a really good one. Yeah. Uh, and then lion is, uh, Nicole Kidman, Dev Patel, Rooney Mara. That's a movie about, um, a guy, uh, a kid in Bangladesh gets like separated from his family. And uh, apparently we can't, <laughs> and, and it's based on a true story. Right. And, and ultimately he gets adopted by an Australian family. And then like fast forward to De- 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 Patel's right. age yeah. right. and, and he goes to find his family right. and he does it largely with the help of Google earth, apparently right. Right. somehow. It's and, and it's a, and it's a true story and it's uh it, looks interesting it it, lo- it, it it looks interesting good but it looks, it, it looks very syrupy yeah. and uh, i don't know how much yeah. you know i can i can say that i'm excited for it right. but it does look like an interesting story um and then we got la la land yeah which is uh ryan gosling emma stone and i think one of the movies that in the last few years has uh, really gone to a weird breakout status from festivals um, more than a lot of other movies. I mean, you know, every movie is at festivals every year, right? but this one is like, you never heard about it until it was at Toronto and, and just exploded. Right. Uh, everyone who saw it loved it. No they one never, could stop talking about it. Yep, they never shut up about it. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it looks very cool and cool. And, uh, you know, like it has a big indie stamp on it. Right. Right. And you practically expect that it would have to have more indie, you know, you want Greta Gerwig to have like a cameo in it or something. (laughs) Just exactly. They better be some faces. 
but it but it looks interesting it and man people just I know forever and ever talking about yep. it so uh that's actually not too long i think it's that's we're still in like a couple of weeks territory weeks. so yeah. And then uh, obviously Rogue One, everybody uh, is, Man, is still is, nervous about it. I still am too. Yeah. I'm really nervous about it, especially because it seems like at this point they keep wanting to like throw out little trick things. Like, Man, I it's saw... not exactly what you thought it was. Yep. And here's another right. reason that it's not exactly what you thought it was. And then finally you're going, you're about to go to in the movie, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's a whole what other movie. It, it yeah. may be, you know, I know we're going real quick. It may yep. be different. The last spot that I saw, which was two days ago, at the end of the spot, it still said this movie is not rated. And I and I thought, man, that is, <laughs> that's weird. That is it's, weird. It's weird if they don't know PG from PG-13, but it would be great if they didn't know from PG-13 to R. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But that's, that I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be R. No, I, I don't think I there's, I don't think there's any chance that, it would be R. Let me have my fantasy yeah but no that's really strange that it's that close and they still don't have a rating for it yeah that would be cool if they would just finally break down and go here's this is going to be the one where we're just going to go r that's it and like hard r hard r (laughs) tarantino r that's right yeah uh okay so uh after rogue one there's um sing that's the uh other animated it's oh, yeah, right. it's like the singing competition yeah the animated adventure so that that will that's another one that's exactly the same. That's either going to be really cool yeah, and have a, a decent fight at like the animated movie uh, title. Mm-hmm. Although this is going to be a tricky year for that with Zootopia, I think, but it's either that or it's going to be just awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be just Zootopia oh. sausage parties taking that. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, and that, okay. So then a kind of murder, which is a movie that probably not a lot of people have heard of because it's very small too. It is just Kabil and Patrick Wilson. And the main reason that I mention it is that it's actually getting a release. (laughs) And and it's not a giant, it's not a giant movie, but it's a very film noir kind of throwback uh, movie. And for a lot of people to get something like that in the theater is going to be, you know, something they want to check out. And, and it looks actually really good. So, so there's that. Then we're already into like passengers and yeah. we're it, we're at like December 23rd-ish kind of time. Right. And there's like still even more movies than I will actually mention. Right. I'm looking at it too. <laughs> but there, there are a jillion. Passengers looks like it's going to be awesome. I really hope and, so. And, you know, I know this is not true of a lot of people, but for me, if I can get a movie where there's hardly anyone in it, I love I love those yeah. movies. If Moon, if they're if they're done if they're yeah. done any any good, right. you know, but right. and you don't you don't get them a lot anymore, no. right? But you used to get like a sleuth every once in a while. Yeah, right. Yeah. Some movie where you've got like two or three people and that's the whole movie. And yeah. And this looks like a very interesting although there are more people in this. No, yeah. Right. It's, it's not really just that. It's, it's it not just like the it's two of them, but there isn't anybody else in it much. Right. But there are other people in it. But yeah. Uh, then we're into A Monster Calls, yep. which looks really good and is another movie that is strangely I'm not seeing as much as I would expect, Neither. right? Because that is, you've got like a, a specific demographic that you could like whip into a frenzy with this movie. Yeah. And it seems like they're just kind of, you know, leaving it sit and it's, yeah. it's weird. Um, then we got Assassin's Creed, yep. which... You know, I don't know how you're going to get enough people excited about this movie, 
Except, I mean, you've got people who are going to see any kind of adventure type right. thing. You've got fans of the game and all yep. that stuff. But the movie's got Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard again. Yep. You know, like coming back together from last year's Macbeth right. <laughs> to yep. Assassin's Creed. Right. Which is which is odd in itself, but they are like two of the best actors working right now, and they're in Assassin's and Creed. Got a new video game. And they're like, what? Yep. So, either they just had enough money to spend to get anyone yeah, they right. wanted, right. or the script's great, or they actually kind of liked <laughs> the, the script. script. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and it's like, what they is going put on that there up against the new Resident Evil film? Yeah, that would have been the best weekend been awesome. ever. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. That's a you get to see that one free. Right. You get that free if you buy the <laughs> Blu-ray of this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you awesome. get free tickets. You get all the Resident Evil movies right. for free. Yeah, that, that'd be a good one. That uh, good. Then we've got uh, Silence, which is uh, Martin Scorsese's oh, movie, right. and it's Liam Neeson, Adam yeah, Driver, yeah. and it's uh, very very strange looking. Yeah, and you know I just don't know. <laughs> It is really a weird yeah. looking movie, but, uh, I, you know, I'm sure going to do pretty well, but sure. this is one of those things, man. There's like so much competition right. that everyone is trying to throw out there that you can't guarantee that Martin Scorsese's movie will make any money. Right. <laughs> I mean, really, right. there's there's too much. You've got some smaller things and some bigger things, like all hitting uh, really close to Christmas. And you've got uh, Live By Night. The Ben Affleck movie, oh yeah, right. Which is also sort of like film noir in in a way. I hope that's better than the trailer. Looks. And uh, yeah, it looks very strange, yeah. but it also looks like one of those trailers that is kind of trying to trick you. Yeah, I, I agree. Where yep. it's it's laying something out, hoping you'll show up, so that you can go, aha, this is right. not what I thought right. it was. And you he's know, on a great tear too. I'll hooray. He's got the but, benefit of the doubt with, yeah. with his stuff so far. But, then you've got uh, Julieta is actually getting like a pretty good release and it's uh, Pedro Al- Almodovar. Al- 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 I love how we go Al- Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I love yeah. him. Yeah. I still, I wish I knew more about this movie. Then you've got Gold, which is the math, Matthew McConaughey, Bryce Dallas Howard, yep. Another like very strange movie, yep. which is weird because there are all these movies coming up, uh, coming out, you know, within this like seven day span that, that like every movie of the year is going to come out right. right then. And and none of them are really vying for your attention. Right. It seems like none of them. They're all going, well, we have to we have to have it come out. Right. So that it'll release by this day. Right. Yeah. Then you've got uh, 20th Century Women, which is uh, Annette Benning, Elle Fanning, and it's um odd yeah <laughs> it's an odd movie too and uh patterson which is uh oh, yeah. the new jim jarmusch movie yeah also adam driver i haven't seen so you got like that. all these movies yeah. really and like 10 actors <laughs> and they're coming out with everything in the whole year wouldn't it be fun if this was the only time of year movies got released it, this two week period God, and they just geez. let them last and, the, the, and then they just long. that's right and then there's nothing then else just, in the theater hunger games whoever lives <laughs> until next christmas that's how it feels. That's a lot of films. That and that's even, not all of them. That's even just, for that's no, it's a small it, sample. It's of them. not all of them. I was looking at the list. There's a ton of things. It's and not all of them in that span. Right. And even just thinking about the span of now, I mean, we're not that right. far away from that anyway. It's we're like not. what is it, the twentieth? I yeah. mean, that's still only, you know, another week and a half yeah. or whatever. 
of all of December to now, all the movies that are coming out is well, there were a few, and I was bonkers. watching the ones that we skipped over, and it, you know, there was no reason to skip over them. But like, there's Will Smith's new film. There's, you know, there was just right, all right, right. Names. There were a lot of big names that we just breezed over, but. Yeah, the whole show would be covering all these films because there's a ton of them. There, there are so many, and it's weird because they get to this point, and it's only coming out now so that it qualifies, right? Right. Because at this point, no one is even paying any attention to what are we up against? Right. Is, yeah, there, yeah, is there any chance we're going to make any money? Yeah. You know, things are coming out against stuff like Rogue One where they're not really hoping for a lot of money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> they're just going, we have to release it. And then you get to Christmas. Yeah. And everything comes out on the same day. Right. And there's there's no way. None of them can make enough money, right? Like, Every, everyone no everyone in the country would have to go to the movies. Right. I, I mean, everyone. People yeah. who have never been to a theater in like 20 years. Right. Everyone in the country would have to go for all of these movies to make any Just money. Make their, yeah. Anyway, so that's your crazy world. Mark your calendars. That's our crazy world. That's what we're, I mean, <laughs> get, we're get ready for. Get ready for wait. what you're going to see. Um, there are some in there and it, 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 it's doubly weird because if you look at all the movies that come out between December 23rd and the 30th, right. Right. If you look at all of those movies, they're only like maybe two that I'm even yeah. excited for. Yeah. There's so much that has to come out that you can't even, you can't even be interested in all of it. Right. And, right. and what's really weird is I should be really excited about Jim Jarmusch movie. Yeah, because I really like, like him, him, right? Yeah, but in the middle of all this, it's like I don't. My brain doesn't have time to be excited for every. Right. I can't split up all of the movie interest. Anyway, yeah. All right, so uh, with all that out of the way, and our listeners having no idea what to do with their time for the next week, <laughs> yeah. we'll uh, jump into Arrival because that one right. actually uh, came out last week. Yeah, so that's first. Close to what you're going to give it, and uh, so it's so it's Amy Adams, it's aliens. I mean, I, I think everybody knows the general idea. The aliens show up in their you know weird shoehorn ships. Yeah, the twelve of them come and land on Earth, and no one knows what's going on. Right. And Amy Adams is uh, some world expert of uh, languages. Yep. She's like the foremost translation linguist, whatever. You know, which it, she has a position that, you know, can't possibly exist in the situation, except right. that it, she has a position that's close to what we're looking for. But there is no deciphering alien languages job. Right. right? right. No one's <laughs> been studying and waiting. And, and yet she has it. So. Um, so she gets pulled in by the military to go try and figure out what the aliens are saying. Meanwhile, all around Earth in these 12 other places where these, uh, well, 11 other places where these things have landed, they all have their best shot at an expert. Um, yeah. It, you know, all, everyone's trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, and she has to go up into the little thing and every 18 hours the door opens and then uh, she's got to try and figure out what's going on and if they're here to kill us and you know, at some point, uh, if you watch the trailers, you know, it looks like China might be firing right, right. <laughs> onto the alien or whatever, because that makes sense. Sure. Um, you know, that's uh, one of the things I didn't love about the movie was that trailer going into it. Yeah. Uh, because you see like helicopters and they're firing missiles, uh, which never happens. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and doesn't make like a lick of sense anyway. Right. 
for uh, any of them to be. It, it's it's such a fake angle of the plot to a certain extent that uh, somebody is about to threaten the aliens. It's right? some bait and switch because they don't seem to trust people want to see a heady sci-fi film. Right. They want to see right. Independence Day. Right. And uh, no one on Earth can figure out uh, anything about the ship, what it's made of, how it could possibly power itself and right. do it's what it does. Right. not off any radiation. Right. No and, carbon, and, and, no nothing. So. And basically, we, ha- we can't learn anything about them. Right. Except that they have these ships and the whole idea that Russia and China are about to declare war on them is, you know, not my favorite part of the movie. (laughs) It's it's some more contemporary sociopolitical stuff thrown in because, you know. Anyway, okay, so uh, before we get into the – I'll I'll give you my rating. I really wanted to give this movie a 10, uh, but I couldn't do it. (laughs) And so uh, I give it a 9. I was a little off. I really, really loved the movie, yeah. um, but it had too many problems for me. Yeah. And uh, as we always say, and, and, and we both love uh, Dennis Villanueva. Yeah. Uh, um, so we were great. You know, looking forward to it, right? Yep. Um, we love Prisoners and Sicario yep. and uh, – I don't even I don't even know if you've seen Enemy, but I love I love that too, and it's a very it. weird yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is movie. Him? Is it like a Dennis film? Like it it is, but it's one of those things where this it, it was clearly a movie. I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just say right. that this is what happened, right. even though I have I have <laughs> right. no, no basis for yeah. having this opinion. But it seems very much like what this what Enemy was. Enemy was like the twofer that he got in the deal to make prisoners Prisoners, because they're, they're both filmed very close to each other. They both, you know, he gets to have Jake Gyllenhaal for another movie or whatever. It's funny. It it looks, it looks, (laughs) that makes sense. Pretty low budget. It's not like super low budget or anything like that, but uh, compared to something like prisoners, you know, it's, it's kind of low budget and it looks like a movie that was uh, shot pretty quickly and but it it is very interesting. It's sort of uh, almost like if you go back and watch uh, Christopher Nolan's Following. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a really kind of interesting idea, but you know, I can't get anyone to give me a ton of money <laughs> right to yeah. do it or whatever. But if I make this other movie, then I, I can get them to agree to give me a little bit of something and let me have Jake Gyllenhaal for like right. three more days right. and then yeah. make that. Right. But it, but it is, it, it's really That's good. Cool. It's fun. Cool. Um, and it's, you know, it's odd and weird and like his other stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so going into this, obviously we were uh, really interested, but I did still, uh, by the end of the movie, I really loved it. Yeah. Right. But I feel like, yeah. But I, but I still had to suffer through some stuff yeah, that right. I did I not like. Yeah. And, and there, was, uh, there was a lot of it that, you know, we always talk about movies being long or too long, right? Yeah. And there was a lot of this that was, that was, two hours. there was a lot of this movie that was purposely long yeah. because uh, he obviously felt like he needed this certain amount of length to get the effect that he wanted. Yeah. And he's wrong. Right. It didn't need to be that long. There was stuff that we were watching too long. There were, 
there were so, times where I was watching it, and, and I feel the same way, but I remember recently you've been talking off air anyway. I don't think you mentioned it on air, but you rewatched Star Trek the motion picture with your son. Oh, right, right. You were talking about how, like, there were scenes that back then that was just artistic. Like, they would do a 10-minute scene of just the ship flying to the Enterprise. Right. And that, you're like, okay. that, is, that is an interesting experiment to go back and watch that movie, Older actually. Films, and so. you don't remember them being so extrapolated. And in this, and I actually thought of you and this when I was seeing a couple scenes that I, I bet we're thinking of the same thing. And I'm yeah. just like, this is too long. Right. I get it. Like, right. you, you know, I mean, I know what you're trying to do even, but now you're just like, you're stretching it. So I, I was predisposed to it. I love I love his work so much. I'm having so much fun with all of it. And I thought nervously I would enjoy this as well. I, I gave it a nine as well. Um, and I think I, there was a time in the film where I thought I'm at an eight solid and I don't know even if it can mess up anything. And I started to like it more because it's one of these films where I, I really enjoyed the beginning even though it kind of scared me a little bit because it felt an awful lot like an M night movie. Right. It right. Really, like, like, like it was trying to build school, that together. Everything yeah. about the initial invasion or excuse me, the original, the initial arrival and how everyone starts figuring these things out though. There were very soft and coy kind of reveals, like how do millennials find out versus how do people like our age find out, you know, right. that's very interesting, but it had like a real woodsy M night kind of feel to it. And I just was like, Oh man, don't don't and, get me like this. And, don't, don't and, you know the the thing for me because I was actually especially once you get to the end of the movie. I mean, we won't spoil the movie or no. whatever, but we'll spoil the fact that get to the end of the movie, there is kind of like an M night. Yeah, you know, there is yeah. like a, a kind of a reveal, a surprise kind of thing, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure everybody else has spoiled it already, so you could it's probably you, hard it, to find. It, yeah, it's, right. it's not going to be like you can't figure it out yeah. if you really want to go we find the spoiler. But there is the weird thing about this movie. There was a point in this movie where I was like at seven. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if this movie can come back from my seven. And I'm pissed because I want it to be better. Right. Yeah. But there was there was a lot of uh, good stuff, obviously, throughout the whole movie. But it was doing a lot of stuff that I didn't like. And I was thinking about M. Night. uh, That's funny. Earlier on, because it was doing a lot of stuff. Even even if it was stuff that I was liking, right? It right. was doing a lot of stuff in the exact same way. Yeah. That like, for example, um, God, what's that? that the happening? The no. Oh, the the one I was the, thinking of. The one where uh, you know they're they're in the woods and there's the monsters that attack and they're right. the village. The village. Um, I liked that movie yeah. like through the first half. Right. I I was really digging that movie. Yeah. And everything about it, I thought, was done really well. Yep. And I was like, I was so into that movie. And then all of a sudden, you find out right. what's going on. Right. And I was like, oh, this is the dumbest. Right. Now, now I hate gone. this movie, right? right? Yep. All of the good stuff everything is meaningless. Right. So it was doing yeah. a lot of stuff in the same way. I yeah. could feel myself like getting pulled into, I was like, oh, this, this could this could really, right. you know, piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> like I might be about five minutes from hating this movie. Yeah. So it was, and especially once it got to a place where it started slowing things down, then it was like, it was very nervous, Yeah. you know, watching experience. Yep. And then it kind of kicks into like another gear finally. It does. And it, and it's funny. It's one of these films that I started really liking, but I was on board 
<clears throat> excuse me, I really enjoyed like the first half hour. I liked the setup. I liked the arrival. I like how they introduced the characters and I like how fast the characters felt real and believable and yeah. with each other, though there are certainly different and several different like Hydra heads. You've got the governmental one, the linguistic one, the nuclear physicist stuff, all the science ends, the communication stuff. They all really work together in a way that I thought, yeah, this happens. This is what it's going to be like. Right. And then maybe maybe another 20 minutes and it starts to slowly slide away from me. Like there are things that they do that aren't necessarily bad, but it just doesn't feel momentum keeping with what they were doing. But after a small glut, it, it's one of those rare films where I, I was worried about it. But then I started liking it more and more as it got closer to the end. Right. Like it, it just got smarter, more inventive. It took a few risks. And I don't know that they all pay off, but in the end they all work. Right. Like it, they all work for a payoff. There are some things that I had some problems with. Some of them were kind of nitpicky. You know, what's really weird, man. I don't know if you feel like this or not. I, I feel, I, I definitely feel like this is a hard movie to market when I see films like this. And I, and I wind up thinking about the trailer that got me to see it. I was going to see it anyway, but um, I think of things where you like what you were saying earlier, like, do you advertise it as an alien invasion film? Cause if you do, and you're sitting in the seat and, you're expecting a popcorn film you're right you're gone you're mad like i wouldn't be happy with my money spent because that's not the film you get if you go for the real heady kind of pseudo intellectual romance thing and then you've got aliens everywhere you know you got like <laughs> octopods and right. you're like what the hell is this that i'm watching you know it's ages ago now i think it's even like 25 years ago but the last film that i remember tricking people was fire in the sky it was an alien invasion right. film. and it was more about this guy's life and his fallout from this alien thing right by the time he gets abducted and they show it and it's like a 15 minute awkward terrifying like experience like they really make you kind of right, quiver right. with it everyone else is gone oh yeah and yeah and, I, and that was that so, was like forever ago and i an and, film, and i re- i remember that. that movie that it's like the and it's really good. the trailer yeah. that you think you're the, getting the the, yeah. the movie you think you're getting is like the last 15 minutes of the yeah, movie really, you actually really, watch and that sucks, <laughs> yeah that's a good film but okay so with the arrival i got to say that i hate the trailer because not only does it give away almost almost important scenes that when I see them unfold now, I'm like, there's no buildup to this. I've already seen this in the trailer, whether it's a dispensable scene from her taking off her suit because the canary's not dead. Right, right. Which I think plays so much better if you don't know what's happening. Because when they're doing it, and and like what you said earlier, one of the detriments to the film is it, it takes so long to establish, like we're supposed to feel like this anxiousness and this dread and this wonder as we go into the ship. And it, it's a long trip into the ship. Right. But I already know the ship's okay because she takes off her suit. And I know that because I saw it in the preview. And, 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 and it's, not, it's, so not, it's, it's not especially interesting either because they kind of misfire that whole thing. Because, because we see the guy being taken out on the stretcher. Right. And, exactly. and she's like what what happened to that guy and right. it's and he's like it's not for everybody right but then right. but then we have this really long trip into the ship and it it's kind of like star trek right, right. it's like we're just looking I, at it for a it, long time it's like this monolith and this obelisk and you're yeah and it's like we're just watching it because look at this neat effect or sure, whatever and sure. then we got like the weird gravity and let's let's show that to people a lot and right. let it sink in a lot too right. and it's well fine it's the gravity thing whatever guess, just get in the thing yeah. Because right. we watch it so long, it it really is. It's like 
in the original Star Trek movie when the only reason stuff happens that long is right. because it's like we now have new special effects and we can do like other things. So it. look at yeah, it. Yeah, look right? at it right. And in this movie, it's just, it's bizarre that right. we have the whole guy being carried out. Right. So bad things could happen or whatever. Right. It's very dangerous. And we're very nervous right. about how dangerous this is. Yeah. Except that uh, none of it, we even quickly know from that that doesn't have anything to do with being dangerous it right. just has to do with kind of motion sick guy freaked know? out because yeah. he saw giant Different, aliens right. or whatever and now he's gone or, so it's yeah it's not because there's any danger right. to it and yet we watch it just but happen man, and happen great, that's a great thing like even even okay so i have a problem with that but i still think it was well done because as we see the body bag but well it's not a body bag but as we see the containment suit right, right, now, right. And, and amy adams very reasonably as this is her first moment on the site she's like what happened there you know and like you said the guy's like some people just can't take it i'm thinking he saw something like he looked into the mic you know the right, right, mythos, right. and he's like yeah. now he's forever changed or there's something that just not everybody can handle the gravity change or whatever and it builds up something by foreshadowing something that ultimately is like nothing right and we we right. have to take a long time to get to that nothing I still think that that nothing might have been something if I hadn't seen it in the trailer. And there are, there are, I rewatched the trailer um, yesterday just out of curiosity. And it just is, it's irksome. Cause I, again, I know you got to get people to see your movie and you're not, it, you're it's not like, it's like a comedy when all the best jokes are in the trailer. Uh, and it, it feels like, it feels like so much of what they could have shown. Um, I would rather have had a trailer just kind of show like the Jack Reacher thing. And I know these are way different creatures. <laughs> But when we saw that trailer and then we watched the movie and we realized the trailer is the first 90 seconds of the movie. Right. Just do that. Just take 90 seconds of something really interesting in your film and show that and slap the name on it and put Amy Adams. Right. Right. You know, and Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker under it. And, and that's it. And like, just that should be good. Let people come in. You yeah. know, because it's not everything that I have a problem with throughout the film. Some of the things I think, though, they build a story to get to a necessary fork in the road that they have to make. I still didn't necessarily believe the way it was done, though I know it had to be done somehow. Um, I, 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 it's not a big major thing. I just had problems with the military, kind of the four guys going against orders and trying to blow up the show. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I know that's going to happen. But again, when I'm watching something and I'm thinking, yeah, they did that better in contact. It, like, it, was it, so much more yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really necessary anyway, because exactly. we had enough problems already. With, we had the we had the Chinese and the Russians yeah. uh, causing their own stir right. and, right. Uh, you know, a, outright threatening the aliens. Right. Basically, right. we didn't actually need that thing sure. to happen, except that it gets her to be knocked out or something. Some of, it, it, right. it, it, it it like. We have to wake her up. We need to like be sent into a spin. And that is for me, I think that's actually a, a very good part of the movie to just see what I think are the problems with this movie compared to everything else we've seen by him. Right. Uh, everything else that he's directed because the stuff that I don't like, right. <clears throat> the stuff that I don't like about this movie is, you know, something like that, yeah. that, that whole scene where that happens and then several scenes that just keep going on too long. Yeah. There are several scenes in the movie where we get why we're watching the scene. And then it's like the scene has to repeat itself at us. Yeah. Right. And, 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 the, and the whole, yeah. the whole thing is right. there's some big producers yeah. in this movie who want to make sure that they make money and they see a certain scene and go, 
yeah, but you know what? People are stupid. Right. So hit that again, right. right? Hit that note again. Make that scene a little longer. Yeah. Make sure that uh, Amy Adams' voiceover scenes, yeah, right. uh, she says the thing again, Always right? And, and, over, and yeah. then we have to have her flash back to that flashback yeah. again so that we can remind them of right. that flashback. And and then we have to have these guys with the, the bomb yeah. uh, blow the thing up because right. we need some sort of tension to happen here. You know, right. it's not like it's not like Moon, which we right. mentioned already, where, you know, stuff can just happen. Right. Right. We, don't, we have to facilitate. We have to throw in something to yeah. create some drama in the situation or yeah. something. And pretty much everything that I don't like about the movie is I feel like because of the other movies that have, that he's done, uh, especially, you know, really Sicario and, uh, prisoners. and prisoners, yeah. both of those movies were so tight There's and no mistake so well done. Yeah. And they, yep. those are movies that seem like you had like 10 or 15 of the best screenwriters yeah. of all time, go yeah. over the script several times and, and go, I, I got no, nothing, man. Right, this right. Is pretty good. Do and this. they changed some stuff yeah. and they made notes and we yeah. did it. I mean, they are so tightly done. And this, even though ultimately, you know, once again, we're bagging on a movie endlessly that we, love, that we give a nine right. and say it's oh, really I'm good. To, I'm about to praise the hell out of it. Right. Um, but yeah, that is. Those things feel so producery. Yeah, they do. And so like somebody who's got a lot of money and wants to make sure he gets it back yeah. and wants to make sure that, uh, you know, the lowest common de- denominator is not being excluded. Right. Right. And, right. and God forbid somebody walk out of the movie and go, wait, now what, what happened? Right. <laughs> like, right. why was this like you, this? I don't know if you heard, but I actually heard. Uh, and, and again, well, the two, two thoughts, two reactions to what you just said. Christopher Nolan would have never done it. And maybe many, maybe right. Dennis Villeneuve. Or he's, he's just not big enough there. yet. Maybe he's going to get there. And I hope so. Cause I love this guy's work so much. Uh, I, I, I really am looking forward to checking out enemies, but uh, enemy, um, no enemies, a- enemy. Cause I know just enemy. enemy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, Christopher Nolan would never have done that. He'd been like, if they don't get it. Right. Fuck them. Like right. tough, like they got to smarten up. Right. When when the film was done, I don't know if you heard the people off and behind us a little bit. And when it's done, they just flash the arrival or excuse me, arrival. Um, and I heard like one of the people just went like, OK, you're not going to. Yeah, that's I need to get away from you because now you're right. You're not being able to get it. And you I'm need like okay. a cliff note thing you're on the way out. It. It's totally something. fine, but I don't need to like feel like it's brought down because you didn't get it. And right. that's not haughty toddy or like kind of elitist. I just, I got it. I feel it, but it's not that, it's not that hard to get. Hard. Right. Right. So, but it wasn't what they think. And I think maybe they got fire in the sky. I think right. they really thought, <laughs> right. like, they thought they, Smith? Like, no, the no one blew man? up anything. Like, I want to see the right. good alien and the finger and the neck and all the things. Um, but the stuff that was really working outnumbers all the bad. Oh, and yeah. And again, obviously, yeah. we're very positive on it. The characters all the way. I love all the stuff. It, it was interesting to see uh, the aliens communicating. I, I yeah. can get used to that, watching that a lot, because right. that was just fun. There were some missteps with that thing, but I, I, I liked it very much. I loved pretty much every interaction between the characters when they were talking, whether it was Forrest Whitaker in a cliche, like, I'm the military, I can yank you anytime. Explain to me why you're not doing what I'm telling you to do. And right. her reaction to that, 
is great. It's so and in, in, in a way it's almost and, and, kind of and, it's, and it's, it's very fast and believable. It's very real though. At, her reaction that sentence was awesome. And and not only that, but she has like this. Uh, you know, she obviously wants to be there because if this is what you do, uh, right. because if you're into languages to the extent that she is, yeah. then you really want to be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if he says do this, you're at some point you're kind of going, well, okay, this is what I have to do. And then I get to do this. I get to be the person who's right. doing this. Right. But then we get to other points where she's like, well, fine, then dude, you do it. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> and she's and, like, okay, kick me out. And, and what, I, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. I love that they established. And, and it was awesome. On, right. Without necessarily wholly coming out and saying it, but they're like after her first, well, not her first, but after her second, um, entry into the ship they basically like she's doing more than anybody's ever done so far and you get the sense in a, in a story that they've been trying and they're failing and the aliens are just like send somebody smart in here right you know but now that they can't get her out of there because she's the only one that knows stuff but her interactions with renner you know with whitaker even when he's in opposition the the very cliche cia guy who has to be there right to right. say look i'm about to pull the plug and we're gonna nuke them all right you know that kind of guy even his interactions were great. It just, it, it could have at, at about an hour and 15 minutes in, I also kind of respected it because it could have gone down a very safe path. And it decided to then start, well, it knew what in advance it knew. I didn't, that it was going to make a really interesting set of decisions about the conclusion of the film. Right, right. And when it lays those out, eventually you catch on. And I just thought, you know, stick this landing and you're going to get a lot of respect. Because right. it's really tricky. That could have gone wrong in a lot of different ways. Oh yeah, the whole the you know, whole uh, one of those being wobbly is all um, it all tumbles. Uh, yeah, every single thing that happens basically for the, for the last you know? forty or forty five minutes of the movie. Right. Every single thing that happens could have ruined the movie. Uh, all of it. And, and made it just yeah. horrible. Yeah. Just made like made it village. just you know made it have been really made it really good. like a joke. Yeah. Like it could have gone so bad and the one of the problems the films ha- the film has that actually I kind of had to you know take a half a star maybe off right. off of the movie for was that it it couldn't find a way to convince me it wasn't going to do it right and that makes it harder to watch yeah, and it makes it harder to experience it's kind of like now that I know yeah. now I could go back and watch it again and have a different experience right you know right. because think, yeah when I'm watching it the first time. It's not doing enough, it, you know, it's doing so many things great, yeah. but it's not doing enough to like, let me relax, right. to like convince me that it's, it's going exactly. to be okay, right? right? Yep. One of the best things I think the movie does to try to do that is uh, all the, the flashbacks mm-hmm. and Amy Adams narration yeah. is all actually so good. Yeah. And, and again, could have been really horrible. Right. right? But every time she breaks in and we see her kid, right. And, and uh, you know, one thing about the movie that is, you know, I guess it's a big, it's a big thing and they kind of play it up like it's a big thing, but I think is a far bigger thing than probably most people watching the movie realize is that one thing where she, where she's, you know, she gets into these like weird states when she's having these memories and she's doing these flashback things and seeing her daughter. And there's the one where, and and, you know, she kind of like goes limp. (laughs) Like you think she's going to pass out or something. And there's that one where she says, 
I just realized why my husband left me. Mm-hmm. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. And even, even though it is a big thing and everything, but you know, that's the point where you may figure out what's going on in the whole movie. Yeah. Right. right. And maybe a little bit before that, you but get a sense. you're starting to be like, Hey, wait a minute. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but <clears throat> I love that when that part happens in, in a, a worse version of this movie, right? right. They would, they would like play that up really huge. Yeah, they right, would, right. they would make a big spectacle out of the thing. Yep. And instead they, they deliver that scene. You almost can't hear her say it. Right. It's like, you almost yeah. miss it because right. they just, this is how it would be. Yep. And this is, and, yep. and if it, if it doesn't work, that's too bad because right. this is how that's it would how be. It right. And, and that was, that was one moment where I was like, okay, I think, I'm okay. Right. But there was so much yeah. of the movie where I just was so scared. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because I'm like, if the parts that are just dragging out and taking away from things, if that's how we're going right. to end up, then we're in trouble. But, uh, a- but Amy Adams in general, oh, she yeah. was so good in this. It's weird. Cause I also, there's a, there's a part there where it almost, I, I, we bash on Jessica Chastain. And probably deservedly so. But I feel like if Amy had been busy, this would have been Jessica Chastain's film. And I feel like it would have suffered a bit it, there. Because there's something... At, at least a bit. There's <laughs> You more than me. Right. There's something there in the lines that she... I mean, the way that she delivers those lines to whomever, where when it needs just that hint or that echo of remembrance or reflection or... I think I remember this, but am I remembering this or is this not something I'm supposed to remember? Like there's something there that she does and the intonation and the deftness of it is perfect. Like it's so sellable. Right. And, and I ate it all up. Right. I would, you know, I know we're getting, we're, we're almost to, you know, yeah, we've, we've, we've got to get into the other movie. I was glad that it changed. It almost seemed to pick up a bit of speed, you know, those long lingering shots and those extrapolated kind of, you know, dolly things into the, into the ship. And those weird, you know, I pay attention to this stuff because sometimes it's all I can hear, but like the weird music and the sounds. Right. Like there were some times there where it showed it and it was kind of monolithically representing. I actually kind of wondered if they weren't, if the aliens weren't speaking in music. Right. Because there were these sudden like gongs and they were long. And there's weird, there's, there's weird stuff where it's like, is this the soundtrack? Right. Is this is them this talking? talking? Right. Yeah. There was, was some of that weird. and it was not great. It was very awkward. And I thought, please stop doing that. I would, I would they, not, they I would stop. not give this best soundtrack or, no. or best score or whatever, because there are like some weird yeah. moments with that. And then, yeah. and sometimes you're looking at the ship from super far away. Right. And you're, am I supposed to be hearing that? Right. It, are that they something? hearing it? Right. Is what's happening? It, you know? it was weird. And it just, as a choice, I just and it's it it's too bit. close to the noises that, that they, they do, do make when they are making noises, and you're like, oh, what the hell? Whatever. Anyway, so uh, so anyway, we it. love that. Go see it. Yeah, and go see it and have fun with it. And this is easily going to be uh, on my best of the year list. Yeah, we're too close to the end of the year, but it's also too high of a fun rating to yeah. just overlook. I don't know where it will be. Uh, well, we got a lot of films, and, and then well, know. that's true. Oh, that be weird, but right and, now this this seems solid and, for something. And then uh, just you know, one more thing, uh, as we said, every everyone's great in it. Yeah, I I was really impressed with Amy Adams. Yeah, especially because 
throughout the course of the movie, she has to be everything. She really does. She yeah. has to have like every emotion that anyone's ever had. Yeah. And she has to, she has to also, you know, be uh, really strong. Yeah. She has to not be really strong. She has to, um, she has to be really nervous and freaked out. Yep. She has to like, kind of do, you go to acting class, like she has to do everything you ever did all right. in one movie. Right. And she does it all really well. And it, even to the extent that um, I thought a lot of stuff, like I like her yeah. in general, but I don't know that she's like really like impressed me in much else um, as, as yeah. really going, you know what? She is really, really good. I mean, I still really like her. She's yeah, still, she's I, still good and stuff. I still think that uh, lots of other roles that she's had, I'm yeah. really happy that it was her because right. she was really good in it. Right. But in this one, there's even stuff, a lot of the conversations that she has yeah. and the uh, background thoughts and emotions that she has to be having, even when, even though she's not having them, right. I mean, she's not yeah, having them right. outwardly, yeah. but you have to know that they're in there and she, she really nails it. And she's just every scene. Yeah. She's really good. Anyway. So uh, go see that. Definitely go see that. And uh, we're going to uh, just jump straight into uh, Fantastic Beasts right. and probably not take a ton of time because we're going to go over an hour, um, hopefully not too long, too long. We shouldn't, I don't think, unless you uh, have a lot to say. Now, Fantastic Beasts, you apparently have nothing to say, but this, I've got a couple this, easy things to this say. Is a inter- this is an interesting one yeah. uh, for us right? Right. as a, as a right. thing, right? Because first of all, it's Harry Potter, and we I love them. We have differing views on yeah. Harry Potter movies, anyway, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I I generally think they're okay, right? As, I, as movies, right? Yeah. You love Harry Potter movies and so. think that they're great. Yep. Um, I, you know, I really like Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, you like a movie because I feel like that's I feel like that's the only movie yeah. in the series. That's really in a very serious way trying to be a movie. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. and it's because of the director. Yeah. And uh, you know, the first two movies are Chris Columbus yeah. who is uh, you know, Hollywood's average in average out guy. Right. I mean, yeah. He's, he will, he will make something that will sell. He's, right. he's kind of the perfect guy really. Sure. Um, if, he's he's it, a reliable it, go to no dazzle you, but get it done. Right. And yeah. then, uh, and then we, we get the third one, which I was like, well, wait a minute now. Right. Uh, maybe we're going to have some really interesting movies, right? Right. And the third one, I think, does a lot better, um, a lot better job of translating, right? Yeah. And, and going, well, maybe we don't stick everything in exactly the way it is in the book. Right. And maybe we do some interesting things or, you know, whatever. And, uh, and anyway, and then the rest of them, you know, they kind of go back for me anyway to, you know, kind of averagey, right? They're right. they're uh, right. they're movies made by people who are trying to, uh, you know, take fan service to a whole new level, right. basically, right? <laughs> and anyway, so but the reason this was interesting is because we saw it separately. You saw it first. Uh, I yeah. was I was going into it a little bit after you, right. and uh, I I was surprised that you had already seen it. I'm like, what? You already saw it? And yeah. I'm you know talking to people at the theater <laughs> who saw you I and just left actually, which is really funny. And uh, and then you like scared the hell out of me 
<laughs> I didn't even going into it because yeah. I'm like, so is it any good? And you're like, oh, it's the garbage, worst thing I ever. That. I don't know. I don't you know you were I just, like, I just said it wasn't. You were like, oh, if you end up liking this at all, we're gonna have the biggest right. difference right. in right. things. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so now I have to watch the movie with that right. in mind. Right. Um. And I, I didn't hate it. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't think that. I, I didn't think that it was fantastically different from any of the other movies, right, okay. except right. uh, there are actually a couple of senses in which I think it's uh, worse than average for a Harry Potter movie. Sure, but not by a giant leap. I think. I, like for right. for me, the the last two Harry Potter movies, right. which are the one yeah. book, yep. right. I think they're awful. Yeah, uh, I, I know you do. I, I have no interest in them at, at all. There's it, watching those two movies. There's absolutely no reason for it to be two movies, right? Because if you just that yeah, was just a money grab. If you just took out all of the right wandering aimlessly scenes that happen just so that there's more scenes, right? You'd easily just have one movie. It would. Right? It could have been a very tight. You could you could have taken those and put it into a two and a half hour movie yeah. without even like right. you could have your intern do it. Yeah. I mean, it's like wouldn't even be hard. Just take away, you know, we're watching. It's kind of like watching. Uh, have you seen this show Live PD? No, which is I, it, it's yeah. cops, but live. Right. Right. And they right. do it live. And, and it's two hour show. And it's a half hour cops episode. Right. Except that you watch the cop drive right. for like five minutes then he gets somewhere right. you're just watching him live drive right. he got a call now he's driving that's right. how those two movies are for me yeah there you could cut, trim that down so easy anyway so i don't i i don't think it's worse than that than those movies this right is, i think it's just very yeah. average and uh i you know i give it a five i i think that's what i had you. i thought i might have uh, thought you were at five i thought it was i thought it was really average it has some, it has some interesting things going on it has you know some fun it's going to be great for kids right right kids are going to love it because there's all these animals everywhere right and uh my main problem with the movie really is the script it's yeah. it's not a well-written movie script and it's kind of I mean, everyone will, you know, send, go, go to rescreening.com, hit our contact page. You can get <laughs> Mark Eastman. Yeah, you can uh, right. you can tell me all about it. But it is it is a bonkers plot that is not good. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's it. Well, and it has lots of crazy fun to make I, up for it, and kids will love it. Yeah. But you know it's it's very average and and the script is just weird. If we had had more time to talk, or we were on the phone legitimately having a having a voice call instead of the texting thing where I knew you were in, I knew you brought your kids, I knew you brought your family. Right. And and I was driving. So we had <laughs> we had an abbreviated I mean I wasn't texting while driving. I actually was just dictating a couple of things right. lights. But um and then when I got I got to a point when I got where I was going, I actually was like, now I can tell Mark something. And then I looked and it had been like 20 minutes. And, and it's I, like, and now I the texted, movie's going. I had right, texted right. intermittently and I was like, what am I going to do? I mean, you check your phone during the film, <laughs> but what am I going to send him something real long to read? Right. Um, I didn't have a chance to tell you it's not Ballistics X versus Sever bad. It's not right, Resident right. Evil, what are we at, six or seven bad? You know, right. the, the real worst film we've ever seen. It's not even that that horrible uh what was it atlas unbound or whatever 
Eddie Redmayne film. Oh, yeah. With, uh, Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. It's yeah. not even that bad. What it is is disappointing bad. Yeah. It, what it is ultimately is a weird misfire by the woman who's responsible for the stories upon which the film franchise is built on and very successfully done so. And one of the directors, David Yates, who glad I'm not saying David Heyman anymore. Um, he did like the last who did the five-ish. Last four. He did the last four. four of them. And they are, you know, not, I couldn't convince you because you're not wild about the story, but they are very fun and good in the way that I found the books to, to tell those stories. So I, I had no problem with him being on that. Interestingly enough, most of the problems come from the story. Agreed. Right. And that's all on J.K. Rowling's hands. The, the one component that's missing from all of this, the screenwriter that's been on every single one of the Harry Potter films, but I think one, and I think it was Order of the Phoenix, but I don't remember, uh, Stephen Cloves. Yeah. And that guy, yeah. that guy takes her material and just sees it you know, through a cinematic lens. He knows what works and right. what the pacing of it all should be. And, and makes this, makes moviness out of it, right? Exactly. It's and even though I don't love the movies, right? right. But they uh, they still at least are they are legitimately translations of books yes, right, right. into screenplays, not just taking the taking it and going. Well, we can't have everything, so we'll cut some we'll stuff. That, yeah. But other than that, it's just like word for word, right. Moving it, and right? And that's it. that's just not how you make a right. screenplay out of something, right? And one of the problems is not only is he not there, but even if you're David Yates and you've done uh, sure. the other the other movies or whatever, you can't tell her <laughs> who's going. I'm her I'm going to change this right. now, or this needs to change. There needs so. to be an intermediary there, and and whether or not he was really great at it, or or he was just really good at handling her, and she's never seemed to be a diva property. She no, seems to be not, very, not very at all. Amazingly uh, grounded and and interested, and this is basically her. You know, this is her world, so she should be. In, involved in this story, it, it reminds me of the stuff. It, this is a collection. This is really a maelstrom of problems. It's it's a bad screenplay. It's not directed badly, but there are things in it that I just look at and I'm like, what the hell is this doing here? Right. It, it, it it's di- be... it's directed. It seems like it not as you said, not badly, but you know, kind of in chains. Just right. He's right. bound by what he has in front of him to do, and he can only do so much, despite having at times visually incredible things before you. There are times where it's there, but the characters aren't very interesting to me. Really ultimately what this felt like in some way was a combination between a George Lucas star Wars, you know, prequel, which was really just a cash grab, (laughs) you know, let's, let's introduce some action figures at Christmas that people are going to want to buy because that's what they do. Right. And now, and and now we can sell a bunch of toys of animals, magical creatures. Right. And and again, taking a chapbook and stretching that into five films where apparently what we're going to do is find all these monsters and creatures and beasts wherever they hide and try to stitch a story behind it that is cohesive in some way. That's frightening. Right. Um, it reminds me in a way of the Golden Compass movie, which is based on a trilogy by Philip Pullman. And it's a really interesting, though not always great trilogy. But they really just shot that thing in the foot from the get go because they just assumed that the franchise was there. Right. Right. This and maybe what I should have said in the beginning before I rattled on about it. I came to the realization about halfway through that maybe this isn't for me, even though I love the Harry Potter films and the books. That, that maybe me going to see Escape to Witch Mountain and holding it to Sicario's standards <laughs> right. is a mistake. Maybe this is actually more for your children. And right. I mean specifically like not just your kids, but the demographic of like 
five to 11, right. maybe this is really great for them because they don't have the narrative needs that I, that I require and the story can. So it's a little creepy for them too, because it, it ultimately it has, it has some like, it has some weird things. And really it, scary, creepy on, stuff going on. The first half of the film is really just this hilarious kind of romp about crazy huffle slather monster. Right, and, right. You know, nipple riders or whatever running amok in New York City. And that could be cute and coy and fun. And when you introduce muggles, which these contemporary nomad names are just really weird and awkward. Right. Uh, it just, it brings... So many of these things removed me from the fun of the story. I felt like it was purposely doing it. Right. You know, it was purposely condescending to a younger age because maybe it knew it didn't have the legs to stand on on its own. But I'll be damned after the first hour, it starts getting darker. Right. A little bit more twisted and more intent. And it's clearly meant to do that. And and has nothing to do with the first story. That's that's the the really weird thing about it is that make up your mind which story you want. This is. This is absolutely like yeah. two different movies, really. two different stories that are just crammed together. And neither are because yeah. because I can, right? If, if I want to, right? You know, and again, I don't know how much of this five picture arc she has in mind. I know that they certainly hope to profit from it, right? This is not a good starting spot for it, though it might be deceptive in the box office. Like you said, I think it took seventy five, seventy six million yeah. on the weekend, and that's not. That's not bad, but that's not Harry Potter good. Right. Okay. I I didn't really enjoy except the um the baker, the the muggle guy. I didn't really enjoy any of the characters. Yeah. And I don't and I feel like that's you know, partially because they didn't give me anything to enjoy from them. I, I agree. And here's the they were born here's the kind of weird thing about this is that I liked Eddie Redmayne in this. And I don't love him, and I know you don't love him. I don't love him. Um I liked him in this. I liked him, right? right? But I was not in love with Newt Scamander. Yeah, me either. I, he was he was okay. You know what was interesting? But he right. he was he was weirdly mixing together some standard characters, right? But not enough of any of them to, to be anything, right? Right. Right. But I still liked him. Yeah. Doing this character, I don't think he was. I just didn't like. I just didn't like the the character did not have enough. And it's, it's really weird for her. Right. Right. Because you watch all the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. You know, there's characters up the wazoo that all are interesting and all are, um, you know, can kind of take over. You just like, look at Luna Lovegood in the movies. Perfect example. Right. And you're like, you know, dude, she's like got, 20 minutes of total screen time right. and yet she's awesome character yeah. and yeah. and yet you can't yeah. take Newt's commander and make him into anything hours, right. that is you know really like worthy enough yeah. right he's got like hints of stuff yeah. where he's he's strikes me as a character right where it, a perfect example of who he is in this movie is if there was really a book right 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 and he was he was this great character or whatever. And then you see the movie and everyone would walk out going, that's not who he is. Right. Because we just didn't get him all the way into the movie. Right. But I still did really like Eddie Redmayne. I thought, I, he, I thought, he, well. I thought he was good in it. And, and even, you know, actually, each of the four leads, uh, he, the former Auror, her sister, and the baker. Like when yeah, I liked, together, I liked all I of them. I liked them. Yeah. Though I didn't, I didn't find anything about them that they were giving me, except a performance that was good, that was 
interesting. That was like, really fantastic. The um, so there's the there's I don't even remember the characters' names, but there's there's the woman who's the cop, right? Right. And then there's her sister, right? right? Her sister was really she was close. She was really yeah to being a fantastic character yep. in the movie, but not quite. And the the whole problem for me with this movie is that the four of them have like their own story. Right. And they're, they're finding the, they're finding the things they're kind of on the run of, of right. not wanting to have to obviate him right. because none of them really kind of want to do that. Even right. the cop who yeah, wants right, him right. to do it. Yeah. There's, there's like a very interesting thing going on there which has to do with the relationship we have with the muggles, right. even though they're no matches. Yeah, I'm not calling right. That. Um, there's, there's an interesting thing going on that we're like in the past and how we relate to the muggles and what we do and all that. Right. And finding the animals and the whole, just even the periodness of their relationship. Right. right? There's like a, a pretty interesting story going on there and where it all goes wrong is that they have to deviate from it yeah. all the time to all. facilitate this other story right. Right. with the other bad guy. Even, even all that stuff where, um, you know, there's the suppression, there's the, you know, there's all these social analogies and metaphors put upon the story, but this, this whole social, uh, this whole oppressive magical tempest that can happen if you just keep people down. Right. That, that whole character couldn't breathe you know, couldn't, couldn't expand in any way that was interesting. It, it never encouraged me to have empathy for them, except for all the heavy work that I did for it. It felt like, you know, it felt like the villain they dropped into Ghostbusters. Right. You know, right. The, the 2016 version. It just was just, like, whatever. Here it is. We need, we need opposition. We need, we need an antagonist. Let's do this. And it's not even a bad idea. It is, but you have to develop that in a way, except to just assume that, that I'm going to do all the heavy lifting for it. But, Really, in the end, and and you you just have to actually do it. If this was right. just two separate movies, sure, and and the whole first movie was just him, right, and and just, just them, and we didn't right. even necessarily have any giant yeah nothing. thing we had to overcome or get whatever. The, that could that could have been a movie, yeah. But it's like she doesn't believe that that can be a right. movie, right? right? Because in all of the Harry Potter movies. There's, you know, there's whatever, uh, there's whatever version of Voldemort that we have right. to kill now or whatever. And so she needs to have this big bad guy and it yep. just doesn't come together. And that whole other movie, that'd be a good movie too, except that movie really has no beginning. Right. And, and you've got to, and you've got to work. <laughs> and the other it. movie has no end. Right. And it ends up that exactly. even the bad That's guy movie, saying. even the bad guy movie doesn't have an end no. either because it's just like. We're we're done filming now. Cliffhanger, now <laughs> like there's more next week. Right, you know that kind of thing. In the end, I was. And, and then and then when we get to the end, and that kid. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil the whole. Right, I'm st- I'm being I, very. I, I don't want to spoil new the week, ending. So right. But the thing with that kid and how it ends. Yep. Are you high? Right. Did you really <laughs> like, write that? The way yeah. Because that's not you can't do that. I'm like send that back. What? In the end, ultimately. Though there were moments, and and for me, they were very few and far between. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I was almost completely and thoroughly bored. Yeah. At something that I found to be unexpectedly boring. All right. So wait, did we ever get to what you gave the movie? Oh, I'm at I'm at three. Okay. So I, I'm not I'm not sure know, we ever had right, your rating. No, that's true. And and the funny thing is the funny thing is about it. It's not just the disappointment for what it should have been in the hands of the creators and the directors and all the people that have done really good work before. It's that 
I wasn't, I, you know, there were problems from the start where, like what you said in the other films, we have Harry as a as a kind of avatar. We go through the magic world and we learn because he's new. Right. Know, he's a wizard. We right. learn all the things everybody else has known. In this film, it's really interesting. Like, Newt is just a know-it-all. He just needs fast feet, you know, and we don't ever get to see the world revealed to us. We just have to catch up and he tells us everything. And that that's kind of like that kind of keeps you at an arm's length for the whole film. It doesn't invite you in. And because it's cold and he's not extraordinary enough, his character. And I agree. Actually, I'm not wild on any red main except for when he's doing Stephen Hawking, but he's not bad in this, but he's just not given anything. He's just trapped in a bad character. He's got a one dimensional character and it seems that he runs in one way, but despite being bored and it being boring, I also found it kind of deflating because in the end, there doesn't seem to be any difference between what suddenly is a wizard, which is someone who can do magical things, and a god, which can do anything. Right. Like, watching them put the city back together again. Exactly. I hated candidate. all that. This is Superman going around the world counterclockwise. This, this, this is, is the whole, this is the whole this thing is that I've everything. said. This is the right. whole thing that I've said with all of the Harry Potter movies yep. is that um, that really bugs me in the movies, which I think is handled a lot better in the books right. in general because it, the because it just can be, right? right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's been horrible in the movies is that when, when wizards are fighting each other, yep. it's, it, it's like a weird, hard, crazy thing, and they're shooting at each other, This whatever, right? right. Whatever it is that they're doing. When they're learning spells, yeah. there's all of this, uh, you know, you have to do this this exact way, say these right. exact words or whatever. But if you want a couple of wizards to go in and rebuild a whole city, sure. it's like five seconds no and they deal. just point their wand right. and you can, you can do anything. Yep. If it, if it serves a certain purpose, you could do absolutely anything. Right. But if we have to fight each other, right. you know, then we're shooting these then little bolts at each other and right. it's, and it's goofy. It and through this movie where everyone's searching for this bad guy. Right. And in the world of magic that we've actually created in this movie, there's no reason that you couldn't get a couple of wizards together and go, where's this guy? And you right. would know, right. Like there's like, That's you it. can do anything yeah. And, you know, the, you, you could just as easily say, bring me this guy and put him in this cage right, right. here. And, and it would happen because you can do anything. The consequences are null. You know, right. there's none. And, and it suffers in a small part from having watched Doctor Strange relatively recently, where their battles are very interesting and kind of magical. Right. You know, when you said this, I think you said it even on the show. If not, we talked about it. You said everything you just said. And you're like, at least in Doctor Strange, I believe they were fighting magically instead of just pointing a wand at each other and a little flash comes out, right. you know, it, it just is so um, unreliable to be able to just rewind everything with the flick of a wand and the and magic the city back together. The it's magic just, of the whole world is not very interesting in this right. one, even right. in like the first and second Harry Potter movies mm-hmm. where it's Chris Columbus and it's almost like trying to be boring in a way, like cinematically. Very it's, safe it's, and sterile. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Even in those movies, Man, it was magical, though. It still was. It, and that's it, why when Alfonso Cuaron shows up in the third one, and he just is like, you know what? Get out of my way. Right, I'm going to show right. you what I see. Right. And it's beautiful, and it's strange, and it's, it's exquisite, really. And it's just all kinds of magic in a real magical way. You notice the difference. Right. And in this, you hold this up to whatever you think the worst Harry Potter film is. Fine. It and is. It is. Right. But if you hold this up to just an average kind of fantasy film, 
I think it suffers a lot because I think it just fails on so many things across the board. But maybe if the kids really like it. But yeah, the, the question thing. is, that, does it matter? The question right. is, when the next movie comes out, is everyone right. going to show up? And I still think, you know, so I'm, I'm higher than you and, yeah. uh, you know, a fair You're amount, much average. a, a fa- fair yeah. amount of difference. Right. I think that I can, uh, as much as there is stuff that I don't like about this movie, I think that, uh, you know, I'm okay with, uh, looking at it more for kids. Sure. And I think still it's got some cool stuff that happens. It's got a lot of magical stuff that happens, which kids are still going to love. The problem for me is that so much of it, uh, is not related to any story. Right. Either of these, it's not even either of these stories. Yep. It's like, here's another, here's another beast I want to show you for a little while. Right. And, you know, we go into his, we go into his suitcase for a while. We, I want to look at stuff and think magical thoughts or, you know, whatever. I I want to have this giant rhino thing tearing through the zoo for a while. None of it is really connected to anything. None of it is, um, something that does something for the story because it's not even a part of that story. Right. It's just that, uh, I thought of some gags that, that I want to, that I want to put in. And if, if I put the helmet and the, you know, breastplate on the muggle guy, that'll be funny and stuff. And it's like, you know, if you're, if you're coming up with a bunch of gags in service of something, then awesome. Right. But if it's just because at one point I thought of this gag and now I have to fit it in somewhere. Right. right. So, so now it's, you know, that'll be funny. Uh, No, I just didn't like how much fan service around, you know, a 25 page chapbook it it offered when really the allure is to find out, are to find gonna, a are story. See, right? Are we going to see a Niffler or a right. Snuffle Bong or a <laughs> Cliffhanger? Or, I mean, what are we going to find? Will it be in this movie or the next? And then you craft a narrative around that. That seems more like an attraction to the theme park right. than a major motion picture. And then so. it kept making decisions. The longer it went on, the more it made decisions that I kept thinking, this is not the Harry Potter world, right? right? And so it predates the Harry Potter world. So maybe in some sense, it's okay for it not to be sure. the Harry Potter world. But the ending with the kid yeah. and the ending with the muggle guy, right? I was like, what? Yeah. How, is, how is that the world I'm in right. where, uh, well, yeah. too bad for Just you. Take I'm it. like, what? And we'll see you in two what years when we got the next. Right, right. It, it very we'll bring, it, we'll says, bring you back and we know you're coming whatever, back. right. And then, and then we, we got, got the little smile got at the Harry end. Potter like, thing. Wow, whatever. It just, it just wasn't for me. All right. Well, we've uh, clearly gone uh, yeah. way over and uh, should get out of here. But <laughs> yeah. but anyway, go to Arrival. Right. And and you're going uh, to you're going to you're going to buy Fantastic Beasts you anyway. Are. So you, you might are. as well see it. Yeah, you <laughs> might as that, well. That's my theory. Right. Yeah. But still, uh, kids are going to love it. They um, they should. All right. They really should. So we got to get out of here. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, please, please uh, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, uh, subscribe through various formats, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Good. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.